Yeah, I think the the biggest transformation would be what was defined uh, last year in 2022 by TGA. And it was this live to learn, give to earn concept. I want to be able to live my life in a way that facilitates consistent learning so that I can continue to grow and show my children that even if you don't know how to do something, it's not okay for you to just give up. It's something that you should continue to pursue if it's something that interests you to figure out how to get past those barriers. You're listening to Inside the Den, a podcast about connection and the human behind the community in the world of Web3 with your hosts, Jake and Dwayne. What's up, everybody? It is uh, another episode here on Inside the Den, and we just had Doc Kev on, which was amazing, talking about his new book, children's book coming out, Doc the Wolf. He's using his wolf pup in a creative way. And we, you know, Dwayne, that was awesome. Like we really got to dive in with doc Kev and really talk about his story and how he got into creative writing and, and, you know, and even how like his experience through Wolf Den guardian Academy has really kind of been a form of uh, readiness for him getting involved into this creative process, which is really awesome. Yeah. The medium meat master himself, doc Kev, right. like, like we've been reading those mediums for a year and a half now. And, um, mm-hmm. Then just to, yeah, hear how that started and how it grew to, you know, all of a sudden now he's writing a children's book. <laughs> like just that, that uh, create that building the creativity piece. And, you know, then we went on a few tangents of just you know, over the shoulder of how he's building, how he's going to launch. Mm-hmm. Like there is, there is so much awesome stuff in here. And I wish we could have Joe Rogan this one all afternoon because um, just getting to know Doc Kev a little further, I, some questions were coming up, you know, we stopped recording and chatted for another little bit of just random stuff. Cause I feel like I know the digital doc Kev, but uh, I actually have him in person and just chatting was, was really fun. So I hope, but uh, yeah. And everybody, you better stick around for the end of this one because he dropped some pu- puzzle clues. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it was good. It was really good. And I think, you know, for anybody listening, I, I want to sum this up just, just to kind of get before we, before we bring him on is that you look into um you look into his his story and you know especially his background being in you know the medical field and there was some engineering like not at all in the creative writing space or any kind of creative space to step into this this is a this is a an episode where i really feel like you hear like transformation into playing your game not that that wasn't his game before but like playing your game in this creative world and really extracting that out but also you're seeing the um the use of web3 like taking something and building something creative out of it being dr wolf and and you also get you know insight into that process a little bit but the last thing i want to say to this is um is how you know readiness really plays a factor because i think that's something where people don't really think about. I know we've talked about this before. You just want to take these big leaps, but this series of micro steps, writing these medium articles, being receptive to opportunities has really led to, you know, this endeavor that is, uh, that is of Dr. Wolf and the children's book and what he's building here. Yeah. The more we talk to people that have been in this ecosystem and environment, um, longer than most, just the language, you know, like he all of a sudden talks about micro stepping and 
you know, soft offense and then bridging the gap with his children's mm -hmm. book. And, you know, the, just all these things that it just flows out in conversation when a year and a half ago, didn't even know some of this language, right? So yeah, let's jump in, man. This was awesome. All right. What's up, everybody? We got Doc Kev with us here on Inside the Den. And um, this is going to be a cool conversation. Uh, Doc is, um, you know, been around since the uh since the start of Wolfden and um you know is on the team and and you know he's building what with a children's book called Doc the Wolf. So there's a lot of uh things that we really want to talk about on this show and 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 you know really explore some of the things that he's working on. So Doc, it's really good to have you on, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks, Jake Dwayne. Um excited to be here and talk about kind of whatever whatever interests um you guys have and just share. Yeah, it's cool to, you know, have a more in-depth conversation. Me and Jake for the last year, we've been seeing Doc Kev everywhere, right? And uh now to see you like uh taking the wolf pop and just creating something, you you know, the whole evolution of this of what the wolf den is to what it is now and then just looking into the future and seeing what it could be is just so exciting to be and so to see you to have you on and like talk about, um, you know, some of that creativity that came forth is, yeah, this is going to be a cool conversation. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I, you know, I want to, I want to actually start with something because I know, you know, dot Kev is, is the, the name you go by. And, uh, and I, and I remember, you know, digging a little bit into kind of like when you got into the wolf den, you really got into, you were the guy that wrote all the medium articles. Right. And you still, you do all the writing and, and um, to my understanding, like writing wasn't really something that you had explored before getting into the Wolf Den. I'd love to, if you don't mind, kind of sharing how you really found that, I guess, that calling to get into writing and, um, you know, maybe just share a little bit about what that's been like for you. Yeah, this is a good one to start with. Um, so the reason why I go by Doc Kev is like my profession or my like expertise would be in physical therapy. So I'm a doctor of physical therapy. And that's where originally that that doc came from. And going through this uh, medical side of things, you really don't get to um, go through any of this creativity, right? You, it's pretty much research based, heavily evidence based, and it's factual. It's like this leads to this. And then you have a set of things that you could potentially do. And so I, I didn't actually get to channel any of that until getting into Web3. Uh, and even previously, before medical school, I was in school to be a bioengineer. So it's more of just like just straight uh, factual stuff like that. Um, and the, the way I got into writing was uh, one day Nick Peterson was just like, hey, I do these videos and he does them really well. He, he goes live on YouTube. And I was like, man, I don't really like listening to, to audio and and video. I, I like to read more so. It would probably be easier if I just like started writing some of this thing, like these things so I could like internalize this myself too as well. And just started writing and just recapping some of his videos and <laughs> just inserting some of my own memes into it to make it funny. Because it's like, as a reader... This is kind of like, it's kind of like dry and boring concept sometimes. So it's like, if you can just insert something 
interesting and they're to break up the the segments, it would make this reading a lot easier. And I just started going down that path of of transcribing what he was saying and then inserting some of my own like memes or funny things in there that well, things that I thought were funny. Um to just help make that the experience a little bit easier. And I mean, I've been doing this now for a year and a half of just like every single day writing something or creating some sort of piece. And naturally, as I kept doing it more with that repetition, I, I feel like I've, I've gotten better. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's exactly the journey that I have in my mind too. It's just like, um, just seeing those videos transcribed out and having a place to go and follow up. If you missed the video, like just to check some notes or, you know, and follow along. And like you said, just through the repetition, it gets easier and better and better. And yeah, that's it, the forcing function that you didn't even know was a forcing function. <laughs> it's the frequency, uh, fre- was it frequency, intensity, then purpose, right? Yeah. You know, you get into that frequency and then you end up finding your own style out of it. And uh, I think your memes are funny too. So I'm just going to throw that <laughs> yeah. I enjoy them. They're good. Wow. Yeah. It's a good style. It definitely makes the reading experience more um, enjoyable, you know, to be able to have that element gives it some dimension to it. It's not just reading words on paper, but you're actually, you know, it's a little bit more, um, colorful and interesting and, and it helps the reading experience. So I think, I think did that's you, awesome. Did you find any like resistance, like coming up through, um, you know, that linear education of engineering and, and medical or whatever, like what kind of resistance were you feeling when you started to, you know, use that other, creative side it was it was always more of like is this good enough type of thing right um going up against the the research side of things you'd have to make sure that things are perfectly aligned because they'll be sent off to someone else to to like tear it apart really and so i felt a lot of that that resistance initially on which took me a while to write out some of these articles initially on just because have, I would go through and like look through the grammar, uh, try to fix all those things. And then over time, I kind of just made it more of like a conversation or like how I would speak to you if if I were like transcribing this, the, the, um, the video too as well. And I found that flow just helped put me in a better state of, of writing. And it just came a lot easier. Um, and I stopped kind of caring. A lot of people initially on were like, there's still these kind of like grammar things that you got that you should fix. And I was like, okay, I'll take a look at it. Um, and over time, it's kind of like um, what Nick has told me about is like, he kind of just stopped caring about like the, the nitty gritty stuff of the, those punctuations. It's the overall messaging of like what you're trying to get, get behind. Right. Uh, but I'm a little bit more detailed about that. So I do go back and, and correct some of that just because <laughs> it makes it easier for you guys to, to read yeah yeah i, I want to ask you you know since um since you've been in since you've kind of gotten into wolf den and you know now guard especially specifically guardian academy i'm talking more about the educational piece and you know we bring people on joy and i talk about this all the time just the the transformation that's happened within ourselves um by really learning and applying these principles that we've we've learned through the guardian academy is there anything specific for your life that you feel like has been transformational since you really kind of got into this ecosystem, this community, learning things from, from TGA. Yeah. I think the, the biggest 
transformation would be what was defined uh, last year in 2022 by TGA. And it was this live to learn, give to earn concept, right? And this is um, kind of what, what fueled me into writing this children's book too, as well, that we can talk about later, that I want to be able to live my life in a way that facilitates consistent learning so that I can continue to grow and show my children that even if you don't know how to do something, it's not okay for you to just give up. It's something that you should continue to pursue if it's something that interests you to figure out how to get past those barriers. Um, so same like with uh, going that from that transformation of doctor physical therapy to creative writing or image creating, whatever uh, title that we want to throw into, it's stuff that I hadn't done for a decade, right? Um, and so being able to tap into that to, to create that learning process and go through that process of living to learn and then now sharing that, that uh, um, how I've been able to do that or help guide others who want to go down that path of how to do something like that. Mm -hmm. That would be yeah. the, the biggest lesson that I've taken away. It was funny, just right before we jumped on this call, um, I was having a conversation with my oldest daughter. She's homesick today, but <clears throat> she's uh, enrolled in base case and build. And uh, so getting some of that education. And she's also possibly moving schools next year to like uh, get a little bit better education. We're like from a small rural community. So minimal education, extra education, I should say. Um, but it's, it's that um, teaching her how to learn or like relearn, be curious about like the things that she doesn't know, not scared or apprehensive or anxiety where it's like, oh no, I don't even want to try that, you know? Um, and so I was just having a conversation with her before we jumped on this call that it's funny because I see those things where she's just, um, just anxious over the things that she doesn't know and, and will stop just even trying. And it's like, no, no, like we want to create that curiosity to like keep on learning and then and then eventually, hopefully, the give their own part will just come naturally. <laughs> you understand? Uh, I think uh, I don't want to necessarily get into a debate about like schooling versus like homeschooling type type of thing, but I, I definitely think that from my from my schooling experience, that being in the public education system, it, it kind of deters you from being creative, and for you to, especially as children, to explore these like questions because. You're either scared about getting the answer wrong, not wanting to like raise your hand, and it kind of just makes it so that you don't want to explore these unknowns. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't go too far outside the box because that's not what we're looking for. <laughs> yeah, I um. So my my oldest son, I was still enjoying this the other day. My oldest son, he's nine, and um, <clears throat> he's been wanting to start a YouTube channel for cool. for a while and uh just with him playing Fortnite, and now he's like big into pokemon since he wants to do some videos so uh, last week we actually made it happen for him and i sat down i was like okay i'm gonna create this i got obs set up and got got the whole setup and and uh and he recorded a video and um and then i watched it in like the first like minute he's like anybody subscribes i'm giving you a nintendo switch and i was like you can't say that <laughs> but, but the thing anyway it was really funny it was like you can't be you know we're not rug pulling our our audience here now and um so after after the after it was done and the reason i bring this up is um 
I have seen such a shift in him and his behavior. Like my wife and I are like, this doesn't even seem like our, not that doesn't seem like our son, but he's just changed so much in terms of maturity and in being um, like his listening has gotten better. He's more mature and it's weird. We were just talking. It's like, I mean, it started from this YouTube channel and he, I feel like he's like really stepped into like a creative space where he can be himself and, and he's coming to me with these ideas. I want to do this kind of video and that kind of video. And, and it's like a, what it's, it's for him. It's, it's a place for him to really express that creativity in the way that his, his game, you know, that's the game he wants to play. And, and uh, I just wanted to share that because I've been, you know, I haven't really <laughs> shared it publicly. And I thought Dang. while we're on a conversation talking about, you know, those creative outlets for kids that, you know, if you as a parent really provide that, I think you can see some, I mean, I've seen some big transformation just with my own. So, um, yeah, I don't know if anybody else has any anything to <laughs> expand on that, but um, yeah, I'm always here. Sure, no, no, it gave me the chills to, to, to hear that story. I mean, it's, it's so fulfilling to to hear stories of, of transformations, like, especially for the kids, right? Because we want, I, I mean, our, the saying from that, that we're embodying or, or that we have too, is that it's easier to build uh, stronger children than to fix those broken adults, mm-hmm. right? And so being able to nurture them, in, in, inspire more creativity while they're younger, just helps carry them on significantly better than trying to start them when they're older, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mentioned to Anna that the base case and build program feels like Wolf Den, uh, Wolf Den Junior Edition. <laughs> we're we're already like re- rebuilding the pack for future generations <laughs> to carry on the Wolf Den. It's awesome. <laughs> well, let's talk about the children's book you're writing with Doc the Wolf because um, you know that's uh, it's been something I, I've seen the graphics and you know, the post on Twitter and, and I, I can see your building and I know it's, it's publishing is coming up here pretty soon. So, um, and you're using your wolf pup NFT as, you know, the intellectual property to build this, this product, which is very interesting. So, you know, if you don't mind, maybe take us to the beginning, like what gave you the idea to create this book and, and maybe just share some of the process that you've had to go through with creating the book. And then we can get into, you know, um, more about what people can expect and um, as far as the content goes and what, you know, what the book's going to be about and, and all that good stuff. So yeah, let's, let's dive in. Cool. Um, so really it starts with the Wolfed in Wolf Pub NFT, right? We created that NFT and it allowed anyone who owned one of these Wolf Pups to do whatever it is that you want to be able to do with with the NFT, right? With the wolf pup, uh, it could be create memes, create other images. Or my case ended up being a children children's book based off that character. Um, initially, on as we were going through that process, I was trying to figure out what could I do with this wolf pup. And in our household, we have this like nightly routine that we end up um, or. Uh, we end up reading with with our kids uh, as like a bedtime ritual. I'm sure a lot of parents have that too as well. Um, and throughout that process, you end up reading like hundreds of thousands of books over and over again. And none of these books that I read at that time had anything to do with Web three or anything that I was I was doing. And so I wanted to figure out if there was a way to bridge that gap between what I was doing and to be able to show my, my children that 
this is the world that I live in. And it's something that you can start to explore if you want to, too, as well. And so the thought frame came about, it's like, well, I'm reading all these books. If I have to read all these books, I might as well read something that I write or that I enjoy like reading. Uh, and so it's just like, I sat down one, one night, I just started thinking and it just started coming to me. It was in that, they talk about like flow state. Mm-hmm. Right? And I was just in the groove. I ended up writing three to four storylines of these and granted they're children's books. So they're not like massive long novels that people take years to write, but it, it's still like, I sat down and I, I busted out like three different storylines and graphically oriented them, like how I wanted them to be drawn out. And <laughs> I woke up my wife. I was like, yeah, I just wrote, I just wrote like three storylines. Do you want to hear it? It's like, it's like, it's like five in the morning. And I already, I just, just woke up and just busted them all out. Nice. Um, so it, that's pretty much like how it, how it started. And throughout that process of, uh, it was kind of like the live to learn, give to earn idea, right? So keeping my daughter, uh, I only had one daughter at that time, but keeping her in mind, of like what I wanted her to be able to learn from my experiences or that I don't know how to write a book. I'm not a published author. I'm not, I wasn't actually known as like creative, like creative was never tied to, to Doc Kev. Right. Um, so how can I learn how to be more creative and learn to do something that I've never done before and, and show her that, I I didn't know how to do any of this. And here it is. I'm now, I will be a published author on uh, February 14th. So Valentine's day should be the, should be the uh, date that it is launched. We'll, we'll see if, I mean, knowing the, the web three world is known for delays, but hopefully <laughs> the real world is my expectations are like completely off. And I don't, I don't even know anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Is is it's one okay. month two years or is that two years? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's definitely wolf years, right? In, yeah. in web three. <laughs> um, so let's see. So going through that, um, and now with the so a little bit about the book then. The the book is gonna be a children's book, and the idea was to have something for both parties, right? So the the kids uh they tend to be it's just in my opinion i guess that they're drawn to like images or things that that look pretty things that look uh um vibrant right so i had those images drawn out that way and it features a cool wolf character right who doesn't love wolves um for the adults for the parents that read to them it it's really about the messaging behind it right because we have these repetitions over and over again um, I wanted the the language to be easy enough to to read. So there's simple kind of like one-liner type things where the kid won't get too um and, and this was this was written out for for younger, younger kids, but the messaging can can still apply that um the initial book is called turning pennies into dimes, right? So are you doing things that are getting you further away from what it is that you say that you want, or are you getting closer to what you want? Right. And so that, that messaging is going to be the the driving force behind this, this first book. Um, and so that's going to be the appeal, the appeal for the adults who are reading the series. 
Awesome. So first book is turning pennies into dimes. And, um, you know, I wanted to say one thing, cause what you're describing, you know, um, I don't know if it was Pixar that did this, but you know, there's a lot of these animated movies that, um, like Shrek or, um, you know, fantastic was a fan. Just you, you see these animated movies, and and I actually like even if my kids weren't home, I would I would sit down and watch them just myself. But they're not made for me; they're really made for kids. But at the same time, they're actually made for both the parents and the kids, because as a parent, like sitting down and watching, you know, kind of this childish movie, it's just not appealing to me. But if I'm watching Shrek or Monsters Inc., that's another one. That's like one of my favorites is the Monsters Inc. I'm I'm more inclined to actually sit down and watch it. And I feel like you're kind of doing something similar with the book because you're right. You know, when I sit down and I read with my kids, there isn't, um, there isn't really a, an, a, an appeal to the parent. Like you read through the story, you're like, okay, I feel like I'm checking a box here. Like, oh, all right, I'm doing the thing I'm reading to my kids and that's, but, but, but there's met the messaging isn't really you don't really feel the message, you know, when you're reading, it's more just the act of reading. So I love that you're, you're really thinking about it from that standpoint of what's the message here that you want to communicate that can also be appealing to the parent. And, and to follow with that, I'm curious to hear from you in, in regards to, to that messaging. Is this something where you think a parent would read it and go, wow, actually, I never even thought about it that way for my own life. You know what I mean? Because you're teaching kids, but maybe the parents also learning about some stuff at the same time that they may have never even considered. Because I can certainly see that happening, especially the way you're talking, because most people don't think that way when it comes to life, right? Just curious to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I don't know if they'll, they'll end up perceiving it that way. But the hope is that I, I put it out in front of them. And with enough repetition that it starts to just become a part of like who they are that they, they kind of internalize it to mm -hmm. to some degree even if it's in the background of their mind they they just think about or their kid will end up probably repeating some of these things of like um are they ending up getting like further away from what it is that they want right and so maybe just those small reminders that will just start to seep in and, and slowly start to change what it is that they're doing yeah i was going to mention earlier there like the thousand times that you read a book over and over, if you're intentional about uh, messaging or whatever, like they do hear it a thousand times. So, you know, to trigger the thought of, oh, oh, you're tripping over a penny there. And then all of a sudden they'll be like, oh, does that mean I'm getting closer? Or, you know, like just those little things. If you, if they come up learning and reading these stories, that's what, that's what they're going to learn. That's very, so cool. Yeah, same same with the the idea of like writing for the Guardian Academy, right? I've I've probably written out the same concept like seven plus times, depending on like what's been put out there. But each time that I've written it out, it's slightly different, and I am also a different person as I'm going through that too as well. And because I'm a different person, I can start to 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 get more out of it or or a different perspective from the same idea or a thought frame and this idea of like multi-loop learning and, and going back and revisiting things that, that you've read or, or like wrote before is a good way to create your own learning process. Right. And because ideally if you've done the work, you should be a little bit different and because you're a little bit different, you will take something different away. 
Yeah, yeah, that was uh, something Dwayne, because Dwayne and I, I don't know if we'll announce it on this show or not. We're, we're talking, we're talking, well, yeah, okay, whatever, sure. We're, <laughs> we're talking about doing like some over the shoulders because even like when we had started this podcast and how it's, how it's evolved to where it is today, which has been, I think, four or five months, something like that. Um, we're like, man, if we were documenting the process, like record, like actually recording podcasts that we could, like, we could go back and like revisit like some of the thought process and principles that we were applying. And it would probably mean something different today to us than it would be when we were actually in the process of applying it. So that revisiting back to the source is so important when it comes to that multi-loop learning model. Yeah. Like it, like a perfect example is right as we were launching this podcast was like kind of right as we became guardians. So we actually like all, like all of a sudden we'd been learning for like a year then we became guardians. So we had access to the source. So we were able to bring that learning back to the source. And then, and then that was right as the TGA and the Wolf Den kind of shifted and the TGA became the educational portal and all the, all the content was recycled again in a different format. But we had been listening to all those principles for a year, but now all of a sudden we went back and, and went through it again. And holy, like it was just, just in those last four or five months is exponential growth compared to the last, the previous six months, which was exponential yeah. growth. Like, it's just like, <laughs> it's just like compounding of, of growth that is incredible. Like, yeah, that's, that's the beauty of it because you can apply any, all of these concepts to any, any single domain. Right. So it's not that, oh, I'm in web three. So I, it doesn't apply to me or I'm, I'm, over here doing my physical therapy stuff doesn't apply to me, right? It, it's these are universal concepts that that can help to improve yourself as a human, taking care of yourself first, which then leads to you being able to help other people significantly more. Yep, remove your own suffering first, and it just improves yeah. everything around you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really cool. I, I love it. Um, it's the only thing I've ever stuck with as far as like personal development type you know, opportunity. And, uh, usually I'll go, I would go like, I don't know, maybe a month at the most going through some kind of a program and then I would just fade off. But like, it's been over a year now in guardian Academy and it, and it's, I'm still just as active, if not more active now than, than when got started. So, um, so that's saying something right there, as far as like looking at the evidence, um, doc, I want to get into, the publishing process a little bit. I do want to explore that because you, you had mentioned that this is the first first time you've published a book. So I'm sure that um, that experience has taught you some things, has given you some clarity. And, um, you know, for people out there, especially people in the community, you know, they hold wolf pups and they might be thinking like, eh, you know, I might want to do a book. You know, I might want to do something similar to that. Uh, I think this could be helpful for those people to kind of get a little bit of a over the shoulder of, summarize over the shoulder of kind of what you went through, through that process. What were some of the um, challenges maybe you experienced? What were some of the, maybe some tips that you could give to somebody if they're take, thinking about taking the the leap to maybe creating, creating things, you know, using their NFT. So if you don't mind, just maybe like starting maybe from the, you know, summarize it up, but just give us a little bit of an overview of that process you went through and what were some of the experiences you had? Cool. I got to say, publishing in the in we're just gonna, i'm just going to say like the the real world or whatever is i think significantly harder than if you were to just publish on web 3 
And the reasoning behind this is that it was very difficult initially on because I didn't know what to expect or what to do. So I had my designer who, who's, who's drawn up some of these images. They're done. I, I wanted a specific book size based on like the books that I had read. I thought this would be a, an appropriate book size. But uh, so it was like a lot. So the book is going to be eight, what, what it is, like eight and a half by 11 or so like the size of a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Um, this is actually a very difficult size to get published on Amazon. If you're doing it like hardcover, you, you can't actually publish it, um, self-publish it through that way because they don't have like hardcover sizes for that, which was, which was a lesson that I had to learn that they have very specific sizes that, that you have uh, requirements for if you're trying to self publish, which made the whole process very, very difficult for me because I'd already had all the images drawn out to that specific degree. And so this last like two months were pretty much me researching how to work around that. So I didn't have to get these images redrawn and, uh, and and I actually I didn't want to like have a smaller size because again playing my game this is like I want this because I think that this is going to be the route that um, best serves what it is that I'm trying to go after. Um, so the only way that I had to go through was I had to find a I think they call it like what is it it's like pub publicity publishers or something it's people who i mean it's just like pay to like pay to play right so you pay these guys and they'll do the the hard work for you so they they help me circumvent this this issue of uh the sizing of self-publishing so i mean i think it was like two grand or something like that to to get them to do all the legwork but then they end up uh they'll they'll like publish or they'll print the it's print on demand so whenever someone orders They'll print and they'll take care of all that um, uh, from from the logistics side. Gotcha. So I think that's the hardest issue, or is just really making sure that you have the sizing. And if it's not a picture book, then it's a lot easier. So if, if it's an actual book with just just words, then there shouldn't be any problem of you being able to self publish, which is significantly cheaper in that regard. Um, but going through the Web three route, I think it's even easier because you can i mean what we've been experimenting right now on paragraph and using highlight is you can pretty much put anything that you want on there the images stay really nice too as well and you can at a press of a button you're you're published technically right um it was just more of the act of me wanting to be published in the real world that i would actually go through this trouble Gotcha. So you had the physical item, right? That's what you mean. Like when you're saying real world, like there's a physical book in my hand and I can lay in the bed with my my son or daughter and read to them before bedtime or whatever. You have that physical item where the Web3 publishing you're speaking to using something like a paragraph to be able to host the stories, token gate it potentially, right? Yeah. So that's like the key difference there. 100%. Thanks for that clarification. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to make sure I was like, I think that's what we mean here, but yeah, absolutely. I want, I want like that little test that you, that you guys are doing with paragraph and highlight is, was a very cool idea. Like, um, to mint something that allows you access to the next chapter that 
I'm yeah, I'm playing along. Trust me, when I seen that when I seen that uh, announcement come out on Twitter, I was like, oh, I don't know what this is, but I need one. And uh, and then to find out the details of like, oh, okay, I need this to open up the next chapter or get access to whatever. It's the Web three is a cool place to play with these books, and like you said, publishing was literally a click of the button. So yeah, I think this is a good segue into uh, something that just came up yesterday so this is from zero x wolf pub right uh wolf pub zero he put out that whole uh teaser about needing one nft and then this gates your progress to go into this to this other other um page that allows you to mint another nft right so this kind of sequential uh line with the first requirement got me thinking of how i could integrate doc the wolf and what Doc the Wolf would be after this publishing. And it, the idea came to me because of a prompt of create your own uh, image or, or or picture and describe a, a mad scientist associated with that. And so I started just creating characters in my mind of like what this person would look like. And then I started uh, figuring out storylines for this and ended up with this mad scientist who I have named Dr. Lupin von Strife. And he is now going to be a character within what I've, what I've called uh, Canis Cosmos. So, or like Wolf Universe, right? So him and Doc the Wolf are going to be like inhabitants of this Canis, this Canis Cosmos universe and will now each have like their own kind of storylines interplayed with each other in this in this universe um and so i'll have the 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 book and then i'll have these web3 characters who will start to develop their own storylines too within this um um universe Ooh. <laughs> throwing out the teases like this is kind of cool a little, little spoiler spoiler alert there yeah no that's awesome then it's very cool is the um is the mad scientist is that uh is that one of the wolf pups as well or is this its own just kind of independent character that you're creating in the storyline? No, so he's just a independent storyline wolf pup. Um, but the the let me kind of break. I guess let me kind of break down. Um, right now I have one, two, three. I think there's like five different characters. They aren't necessarily based off the the wolf pups themselves. But uh, I mean, I could. It, but essentially, right now, I hadn't necessarily thought of that that aspect. But it's just mostly like these are just wolves who live in this universe. Um, and what I'm going to do most likely is going to be there's going to be a NFT. He's going to be called um, what is he called? Oh, he's called Finrear. Finrear, the keeper of time and randomness. So he's basically going to be a sage. Right, and you're going to need to be able to mint him, and this will unlock basically every storyline within the Canis Cosmos universe. And then by owning him, you can then read all of the other storylines that end up creating being created um, off of this uh, off of this uh, in this Web three world. That's awesome. Choose, choose your own adventure through NFTs. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Do you see any like? Do you see any opportunity? 
as you're going through this process to be um like collaborative in the storytelling with other like say i'm just going to just say as an example hypothetical let's just say that um i have a wolf pop and maybe i want to create stories with it that exist in this cosmos canis cosmos right and but they're also it's like we talk about this it's like it's independent it synergizes but it's also can stand alone like and i'm just curious like is there and maybe not i don't know i'm just thinking like because web3 seems to be such a collaborative space you know and how it functions uh is there do you see any do you see any opportunity there of like collaboration with other people holders in a unique you know innovative kind of way cat cameos from gustavo or gustavo yeah, could gustavo get involved in this cosmos i'd love to have gusto gustavo in, in the cosmos um i think you're kind of foreshadowing something that might be coming up pretty soon so i think you hit the nail right on the head that yeah, I do see there's there's significant room for collaboration. Uh, I think Web3 and community building is is pretty much essential, really. And collaboration is going to be a key to that. But um, I don't want to necessarily give too many. Yeah, you've, you've already <laughs> been dropping the bombs here. <laughs> it's all good. We're, gonna, all good. we're not going to have a, um, you know, we're going to have a few teasers to throw out mm. on socials to get some yeah. <laughs> engagement. That's for sure. That's all. I'm just, I just, as long as you see there's opportunity, I'm just, I'm, you're now I'm really, now the loop's been open. So, um, <laughs> and I'm sure anybody listening is like, ah, oh, doc, open the loop up, man. You know, that makes me uncomfortable. Like, so we're going to have to close it. We'll, we'll close it at some point for him, but, um, that's cool though. I'm glad to hear that there's like some thought around that. Cause I think, I think that right there could, especially cause the quality, um, I can tell it's really good quality. I mean, just even looking at the imagery and then hearing how you're explaining, the thought process behind it, the, the the I love the like this wolf world that you're thinking of. This co- Cana, was a uh, Canis Cosmos, I think. Did I say the name right? Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, and seeing like it actually, Gusty had a he's a really good example. Like that's somebody that is really looking is like really working to build around their character and be creative. And knowing that there's like I think with what Web three it does open up doors to be able to have that collaborative. Uh, ability with people to be able to work with your characters and so i'm really curious to hear what you what your uh what that is later when you're when you feel ready to publish it or talk about it yeah i think that in general like the wolf den what we're trying to do is really change that conversation about uh nfts right nfts are no longer just jpeg things that you can kind of stare at we want to be able to foster creativity and creation through whatever means i mean if it's if it's your wolf pup or just in general you creating yourself for your own benefit that's that's the the overall messaging things that we want to be able to get across and something that i find as a as i've been doing this process like extremely rewarding like i i now kind of just get lost in in the things that i want to be able to create which i i've never felt like Maybe, but like back when I was a kid, that's kind of maybe the the joys of this this creation. But throughout like the the middle middle of my adulthood, I've like talking back, I've lost that right, and it may be intimidating initially. On I, I would say that like if you, if you don't feel that you have the artistic prowess, the the overall like 
ability to write creatively, it, it does not matter, right? Like it's it's your own creation. The faster that you can get over that overall fear that's holding you back, the 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 more that this creativity will start to just immerse inside your life. And, and it's pretty, pretty crazy. Yeah, we do lose that as adults, right? <laughs> Go ahead, Dwayne. The micro stepping and the soft offense, just, <laughs> you know, just take little steps, keep keep pushing on it. And uh, now before you know it, now you're writing a children's book, like weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's a great message of micro stepping that I, I didn't get to this children's book just like necessarily one day of sitting there uh, thinking about it. It was actually like a year's worth of writing for TGA that this ended up becoming the process of being able to write into this children's book, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dr. Yeah. Jeff Spencer talks about readiness all the time. And and that 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 was that was your preparation to get ready to play the game. So at least that's the way I'm seeing it. I think it's um because we can we can get stuck and Dwayne and I've had so many conversations about this where you just you're like, all right, well, what do I do? And which direction do I go? And you know, before really TGA, the the operating system was take the big old leap and jump as far as you can and and blow yourself up a little bit and <laughs> run right into the wall. And and now it's like the complete opposite of that. It's like, you know, you you play soft offense, play apply some gentle pressure, get some feedback, figure out what the next step is. You take the next step and you just keep repeating that feedback loop. And eventually you're, you know, you're at a place where you never could I don't think you like you can't conceive it in the beginning. Like you would have never thought that this is what you would be doing a year from now when you started writing articles. I, I mean, maybe, but I, it, it's like, how can you even guess or vision, vision, you know, visualize that like that's where it's actually going to end up. It's it just reality leaves you, leads you there through the micro steps. Yeah, definitely not. If you told me like two years ago that I'd be writing children's books and sitting, trying to create images, uh, <laughs> I would have laughed at you like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Imagine when you were like a physical therapist doing it, like, hey, just so you know, like enjoy this for right now. But here in like a here in a couple of years, you're going to be you're going to be writing children's books. And you're like, get, get out of my office. Right. <laughs> no way. Oh, that's awesome, I do. Man. I do have to give props to the artist. Is that you? Like, are you doing the, the artwork? I am not. So I had the initial uh, thought frames of like what to create, but I'm I'm not the artist. I actually paid someone off of. Um, it's Fiverr, actually. So being really? able to find yeah. some. Yeah. They I nailed I, it. I, well, I went through 20 different artists oh. to, to, go, <laughs> to be able to find the one that, that resonated with, with me and, and could, I mean, if you've ever been on Fiverr to, to be able to speak enough English to understand the point that you're trying to get across. But it was, it was a little bit of like the same, uh, what is it, case. So basically um, basically compiling all the all the data and so I sent these twenty different artists the same prompt and and figure and just kind of evaluated what they came back without any kind of external queuing, and then from there I then figured out like uh, narrowed it down a little bit more and I gave them like specific details and then figured out which ones from those those guys would would do well. Yeah, the art's fantastic, man. I every time you post like a, a different image, I'm always, especially I see actually got it right here on my screen. This is a 
Dr. Lupin Von Strife, the of the, the yeah, I guess he's the the bad guy. He's up. He looks like he's up to no good. Um, but it's just it's fantastic. Like it's it's beautiful art. Um, so you de- you did a good job of vetting that. And it's hard too. Fiverr can be a wild west when it comes to finding people. But there's some good quality. They are good good quality people on there. You just have to go through the vetting process to find them, and it can take time. Yeah, now I've built that connection. Like I, I pretty much anything that I need need done from them, they're my go-to person now. So it's like it it takes a while and it, it can be pretty costly in the sense of you're just like kind of blowing money away. If you can if like there there are some people immediately, they're like the the higher end people, especially too, who didn't understand what it the messaging that I was trying to get across and it felt like I was just wasting money because mm-hmm. like I immediately knew from their sketch that this was not the the route to go and they weren't receptive to any changes. So it's like, okay, let's just move on. Yep. Yeah. Sweet. All right. So we got February 14th. That's the launch date. Um, let's talk about how people can get connected with you on the book launch. Um, Dwayne, you look like you got something to say. Yeah. Question. Go ahead. Because, go for it. No, go for it. The the launch date coming up, we just recently watched uh, somebody launch and become a bestseller, as in Dan Nicholson and Rigging the Game. Now, I know that's a business-type growth book, but is, is there anything of of his launch process that you learned from or that, that you're using? or? Oh, yeah, 100%. So, I mean, I was a part of Dan's uh, Rigging the Game launch party, uh, and so I've kind of taken some of the steps that, that he've that he used um and i will try to apply it to the best best of my knowledge with, with that um but it, it's really about kind of well well first off everything's going to be run through like the the website so it's docthewolf.com uh, um right now anything that's that's of importance there will be, will be kind of put into that website and so right now there's uh, a link that doesn't go anywhere yet because the book isn't launched, but to be able to buy the book um, right now, there's a, a launch or you say like a telegram. So anyone that wants to be able to support the process of, well, I mean, hopefully this would be amazing to be able to get to number one, Amazon children's book after during that launch time frame, Right. Um, and so anybody who wants to help with that process, there is like a, a telegram group in there. And then there's now a link to that, to the Canis Cosmos uh, paragraph site, which will now host all of the web three creations that I end up doing. Hmm. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Sweet. Yeah. We'll, we'll make sure, you know, drwolf.com link that up in there. So when, um, and you got your telegram group, um, I can't remember if that was linked in that website or not. I remember when you announced it, I can't remember where I got the link. Was it telegram or maybe, or I'm sorry, was it the website? If somebody wants to come in and support for your launch, the telegram group would yep. be the place to go. Is that in the website? Yeah. It's going to be on the website too. Okay, Sweet. cool. Drwolf.com. Drwolf.com. And uh, like I said, we'll link that up uh, February 14th. I mean, as the recording uh, right now, it's a few weeks away, but when this does launch, it'll be the week of, of your book launch. And of course, if any, you know, if any, we always know that things can change sometimes. Uh, so, uh, we'll we'll just wait to hear from from you, and also follow Doctor Wolf on Twitter. Yes, as well. 
Yeah. So that's a really good place uh, to follow and catch up with things as well. Anything we're missing here just to, you know, for people to kind of get prepared for the launch and support and, and be part of this experience that you think is important to cover here. I think you hit most pretty much everything. Uh, yeah. The, the main, the main uh, site will be Twitter where I post all the updates. Um, somebody has Doc the wolf as their handle, unfortunately. So it's like, I think my handle is, doc the w0 wolf but uh yeah hopefully if they end up listening if you could give me that handle that'd be amazing <laughs> no doubt. Uh, yeah but most of most of the updates will be posted there does it does that does that person have a wolf pup pfp that person is inactive has not been active since like i don't know to 2010 or something Oh, it's, you know, it's kind of, it's like bittersweet because you look at that and you go, man, you're not even using the name, like at least give it to me. But at the same time, you're like, well, it's a good thing. They're not using the name because then it might, you know, could that create like some coexisting conflicts potentially where people are like, well, I thought this was Dr. Wolf and, and it like, it can be confusing. So, so yeah, I know what you, I, happens all the time, especially with domains, like your own GoDaddy and you have this crazy idea and you look up to their name and somebody else has it and it's just not even an active page but cool well we'll definitely we'll make sure we link up doc the wolf with the zero as the there's the o and the wolf in the show notes as well and and uh yeah follow follow doc the wolf um and and this children's book man i'm really excited to see it come to life uh i'll definitely will be getting a copy for for my for my family for my kids and um, you know, look forward to to the launch and appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. And, and, um, I think it's really cool to see how, how this community as project has really helped bring out that creative side in you in writing and where it's led to you where you are today. So doc Kev, thank you so much. Appreciate you being here. Before we let you go, you've been so open. I might try and sneak some, uh, uh, puff, uh, pup puzzle clues out of you. Like, come on, <laughs> Robin yeah, has can, a I mean, Robin has a stumped over here. <laughs> I mean, we can we can try. What you got? <laughs> well, I, to be honest, I am so far behind. I'm like three or four clues behind, and I know there's a scroll, and I'm but I haven't deciphered that. And so, yeah, I'm stuck like two clues before the scroll part. If you oh oh, you're not even you're not at the scroll yet. No, no. Well, that would be the that would be the first thing is is go back in because once you're at the scroll, it's pretty much it's pretty much there. But at least if if you get to the scroll part, then you get a cool little uh uh new new roll color for for making it towards that uh the forever puzzled what we call it. Um, well, it's hard to know like what specifically where where are you? So, I'm I'm pretty. Close to back to the beginning, to be honest. Um, I'm in the. <laughs> I, can, I haven't even started, actually. <laughs> As we retrace it, we're, we're close to the... what? There's a treasure hunt? <laughs> there's a treasure hunt? <laughs> yeah. So I'm, uh, I'll direct everybody into the Pup Puzzle Discord channel. And uh, I'm going to go back. I've got the access code into the secret room or into the vault. And then now it's deciphering. It's uh, so we got to poke some of those other players. <laughs> yeah, I, I made Brovin uh, include that pub puzzle clue. So basically, now you'll have the the whole list of like all the clues so that you have it all in one place. Yes. Uh, 
And that way it's a little bit easier to follow because Twitter and Discord are, are very hard to to keep track because of the volume of stuff that, that is being produced. It gets lost, right? So yeah. now you have just things in one place. But I would I personally think that and from the feedback that we've we've gotten, just trying like a little bit of a day will help to start to open up some of these like connections in your brain that you didn't think were there right so it it was made to force you to think a little bit differently and and by doing that or and being resourceful in in and how you're trying to obtain the information but in doing so i mean it's a learning process right so it's also live to learn so now we're forcing you it also is a forcing function forcing you to learn about these concepts that can be applied to other domains too as well but you just got to be able to take take some of that time to to delve into that yourself you guys you guys yeah. always making us learn it's awesome <laughs> uh, yeah it's definitely a mind bender for sure <laughs> All right, Kevin, we appreciate you, man. Um, thanks for being on and uh and giving us some tips there at the end on on how to get through that secret bunker. Who know I know I think I think probably by the time this this releases, we we probably will, somebody have already cracked it. I think there's a few people who are like really close. There are a few people that are right there. Yeah. So. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you.